Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. This week, we're going to continue our conversation with Herman Harris and Rendicia Fletcher about their innovative approach to sustainability, food security, and affordable housing. The concept is called the Urban Forest. Last week, we dove into the details. This week, we're going to bring it on home with how you can help. Today is March 7th. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to U Arizona, and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, and available on your smartphone with our very own Downtown Radio Tucson app. On the show, if you want to get us, our email is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. That's also our website where we host all of our previous episodes. You can find us on Facebook. And if you want to listen to the podcast, you can go over Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, or simply ask your smart speaker to play Life Along the Streetcar podcast. Well, we're going to start today's show with a... uh, a little bit of a celebration and a look to the future. In February, the Fourth Avenue Conspiracy Co-op on um, on Fourth Avenue experienced their fiftieth anniversary. They have been in that general area for the last fifty years, and they celebrated. It was a tough year for all businesses, grocery stores included. So this was a although somewhat subdued, a very important celebration. They announced a lot of changes to their, uh, their operating philosophies with some of the new merchandise that they're bringing in. But they also have been talking about a big project on the horizon. This is something we actually brought up about a year ago. If you've been in the 4th Avenue co-op, you have to enter from 4th Avenue. The parking's in the rear on the east side of the building, but you got to walk around. So they are working on an east entrance project, and it's much more than just putting a door into the store. It's actually going to be integrating their entire campus, which spreads over that alley there, which is Hoff Avenue. It goes a little bit to the east, and that most of that complex there between Hoff and 3rd is owned by the Conspiracy Co-op. So there is some parking available there, and they also do some of their uh, cooking, and they have offices in that Area. So this is a campus that stretches really from 4th Avenue to 3rd Avenue with Hoff running down the middle. And the East Entrance Project is designed to bring all of that into one cohesive space. There'll be additional parking. Of course, they're going to be utilizing rainwater harvesting. They're going to be planting trees using um, the more modern, sustainable types of uh, pavement, not just putting, uh, as they say, blacktop on dirt. They are going to be working with... Um, more sustainable materials. And as you move from 3rd Avenue, where you could probably park on 3rd Avenue or enter into the parking lot from 3rd Avenue, walk across Hoff into the soon-to-be east entrance of the co-op. They're going to have a covered patio that will have uh, some outdoor vegetable uh, opportunities, maybe some uh, arts, crafts, or demonstrations going on out there. So really, you're talking about from 4th Avenue to 3rd Avenue, a cohesive 
campus concept. This is called the East Entrance Project, and if you actually head over to the co-op and go into their store, they've got a working model of what this could look like. They are working with uh, Rob Paulus, a local architect. His name's pretty familiar with those of you in the urban area. He's done housing and commercial projects, some on 4th Avenue as well. And uh, they are in their capital campaign. So if you want to learn more about that, head over to their website. It is going to be posted on our Facebook page after the show. Head into the co-op and uh, check out the model and see if this is something that you want to support. Our feature today also has to do with food and food security. It is the continuation of our interview from last week. We met up with a fantastic couple um, a few weeks ago and did a Zoom call with Herman Harris and Rendicia Fletcher. These are two individuals that are working on a very unique approach to what they call the urban forest. It is a sustainable, a food secure, and an affordable housing model that they are building. They've been doing it with their own funds. They've been doing it with their own time. And they are at that point where they're starting to make a larger impact and their project has been picked up with um, Local First Arizona's Scale-Up Program and other community partners. They're about to launch a Kiva fundraising opportunity. We'd actually hoped it would launch prior to uh, the airing of this show, but it will be coming out soon and we'll keep you up to date on that. Last week, and I really hope you go back and check this out, we spoke with Herman and Rendicia and we got their story, why they ended up in Tucson and what is driving them to create this urban forest concept. And I, I, their, their story is just absolutely, um, it, it's just very genuine and sincere and it comes from a place of, of pain and, and and excitement and they are really um, a couple that I'm excited to share their story about. So today we're going to focus on the second half of that interview. Uh, the very first segment of what you're about to hear is a repeat from last week just to give you a taste of what the project is about and then we're going to launch into some things that they're doing with funding and some long-term goals that they have. So I hope you enjoy this uh, interview with Herman Harris and Randicia Fletcher. Uh, my name is Randicia Fletcher, and this is my husband, Herman Harris Jr. And we are the founders of the Urban Forest Project. And this project's goal is to reduce the heat island effect by 20 to 50% in urban areas by providing sustainable low-income housing by building green walls, green spaces, and edible food forests so that our clients that live on the property don't have to spend as much money on um, grocery bills. So everything is sustainable on the property. And then their their light bill and their, all their energy bills are less expensive because of the way that we're building our properties with WaterSense, Energy Star, and so their energy bills are way low. Just that's keeping the cost of living lower for them. Uh, so a lot of the things that we start are currently here at our, at our new home address, um, and then we'll take those um, and, and if, if they begin to work and and we can we can see it as a part of the um, the phase one and two project of the urban forest. We then take them from here and go over there and, and set up set them up over over at the uh, the urban forest address, and then we actually have two gentlemen that are currently there um, 
that a, a part, huge part of their culture is um, to cultivate from the ground and to grow things and to, and to already be sustainable to a certain level. Um, and so we take it, we bring it over there, we plant it for them, and then they just kind of maintain it and take care of it. So we've already started um, on a low level, uh, the, on a low level, the urban forest project. But what we have, you know, and you'll, you'll soon find out is very much bigger than, than small plants and outside cultivating of, of vegetables and things like that. We are in our interview with uh, Rendicia Fletcher and Herman Harris of the Urban Forest Project. We'll be back to the last segment of that interview in just a moment. want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. All right, we're going to finish up our interview with Rendicia and Herman about the Urban Forest Project. There's an there's actual people over there. There's actual vegetation. We have dug, and our kids are a part of this too. So you know, we go over there. All the work that we've been doing on the house. Uh, you see my, my my little girl over there plastering with some uh, stucco. So everybody's has inve- has a vested interest yeah, in this program. <laughs> we've already put in a lot of work. That's for sure. But there there's a ton more work. Yes, absolutely. Sure. But but we're there. <laughs> I always get excited because I, I think of where you started and where you never thought you would be. And if you think of now as where you're starting, where don't you think you're going to be? And, and how amazing uh, is on this journey as you just get plugged in to more and more people. This is just just absolutely phenomenal. But you, you talked about PopCycle helping out and doing some marketing or advertising for you. The, the, what the projects you're doing, these are not coming free. What? How are you raising money? Well, well <laughs> initially, uh, and this is something that I, that I, that I told my wife and, and we kind of agreed early on that um, we wanted it to make sure it, it remained ours. And, and so we didn't want to take any investors. We were really heavy on no investments because we wanted to be able to, to make sure it was going to be what our vision was. Um, so we were really heavy on, you know, people can donate it and hopefully they're willing to do that and, you know, put some sweat equity into it. But literally on our income, um, you know, just, just from us working and all the income that we have, that's currently how we support it. Um, we are currently going through, um, as you mentioned earlier, the, the Kiva loan process um, and getting funding for that. Um, but on the back side of that, we're hoping to um, generate some donations to kind of help pay that off. So uh, we, don't, we don't have to, to bear the entire amount of, of that amount alone. But it's, it's really us just funding with you know all of our income that we have. From the- yeah, so like if I sell some artwork, it goes straight into the business account. And so the, the people that live over there right now are on limited income. So we are taking care of them. So we are paying the light bill, the gas bill, the water bill. We are paying um, the mortgage. One of the guys helps out a little bit. So we're paying for it. And literally as Herman goes to work, um, every paycheck he gives about two, two thirds of his paycheck to the business. And so the other um, third comes here to the house to kind of sustain us here. And then whatever I bring in, that's how we sustain ourselves here, but we're still taking care of the people over there and taking care of the project needs as well. Well, when the, when the, the process was just a lot of, a lot of learning, um, we had the people that taught us a lot of things about how to do flooring, how to put indoors, how to, you know, I mean, YouTube is always helpful for do it yourself projects. Um, 
but it, it, it's a lot of our, you know, our, us and our kids um, and volunteers and, and, and people just understanding what we want to do and, and being on board with our ideas and offering where they can. We've had a lot of assistance from a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we're getting it done is just, you know, whatever funding we can bring in, whatever donations we get, um, and just a lot of hard work and assistance from a lot of different people. Now, the, the Kiva, that'll be a more organized effort, and that should be launching here sometime in March. And we'll make sure we keep people up to date on those uh, launch dates, because Kiva is that community investment vehicle where people really can become investors in your project and potentially uh, earn the benefits of being an investor. It's not just a donation. Uh, and that's really where some of the larger money, I think, is hoping to come from, because the projects that you've got lined up are, are you're starting to talk about major projects that are going to require a lot of groundwork and foundational work to get them going. And that we can't ask Herman to work any more hours. <laughs> and Herman's been off work for a little bit because uh, a lot of people don't know. And some people do, do Herman's um, about to start chemo soon. So he is a cancer patient. So oh my goodness. Care of him and been home for a little bit. And so that, that extra income hasn't been here. So we just do it. We've been doing it though. And we still take care of the people at the other house too. So doing the best that we can. You're, you're, the two of you are just absolutely amazing, and we've got to find just some more support. The The concept of what you're doing has such large ramifications. I can think of some folks that um, we'll talk off air that, that may be interested. In, or this, I don't know if you've contacted or Mike's got a lot of connections. So you may already talk to them, but we've got to figure this out because what you're doing is really important work. And, and uh, once that model is there and we can just take that and know that if we have this size lot, Wherever it is, we can create this urban forest. Um, that's going to be huge for for Tucson and other places as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that, and that's what that's what one of the things um, that Mike was Mike was really passionate about is, and, and we're so grateful that that he believed in our project enough to say, "Hey, you know, your project sounds like a project where, you know, once it's done, we can just." you know, for lack of a better term, just kind of cut and paste it um, and, and cut it out and, and see exactly where you said, see where else it can fit. And so him really, uh, really getting us excited about, hey, like you guys can not only be the model for the for the city, um, but possibly for the state and then possibly for other other states across the country. That that was one of those things that, we, that I talked about where I, I never imagined that it would get to that point. We were literally talking about one house and one address. Um, and when we got hooked up with Mike, he's talking about, you know, stuff that might happen across the country. And so we do, I can, you, I can, you not get excited and get passionate and, and want to do all you can to, to make sure it works. And so, you know, yeah, you can't ask me to work anymore, but you know, if I can do something else, you know, we're going to go do it. If I can do it with my own hands, we're going to do it. So I, 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 I'm, we're, we're completely excited about it. So, um, um, yeah, it was. It, it's just Mike has been an intricate part of of this entire process. Uh, we would not we would not be where we are talking to you without without Mike uh, in, in his scale up uh, program, and then of course the local first. We would not be sitting here. Well, we expanded our minds. A lot of times we'll get um, you know we'll stay so narrow minded, and it's important. You know, um, ballet dancers don't learn um, the art of ballet just staying in one room. They have to go and experience so many 
other performances and see other people dance in order to say, yes, I want to improve my performance. And by us getting the education that we needed helped us improve our uh, performance and broaden our horizon and make our dream bigger than what we ever imagined it to be. What, what, um, what didn't we talk about um, that, that you, you think we should be conveying in this interview? There, there's a lot of different ways for, for people to help. Um, and you know, not only is just donating to um, the Urban Forest Project, but um, as, you, as you see behind me, you know, my, my wife's an amazing artist. Um, and so we have a website that, that promotes some of her art. And as she mentioned, all of the proceeds from the art go to um, our Urban Forest Project. And of course our business, which is Harris Fletcher um, Enterprises. And so, um, she has, she of course is on uh, Instagram and Facebook and, and a couple other different platforms, but. Um, How do we find her? What, what are those platforms? For Instagram, we're under, for, we're under um, Urban Forest by HF. And the, on Instagram, Living Two Portraits. Yeah, it's the number, the number, the number two. Yes, L I V N G two, the number two portraits, P O R T R A I T S. And your website? Uh, it's, uh, it's harrisfletcher.com. Uh, harrisfletcher.com. Yeah. I almost, I created it and I almost forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and, and then there it, it also has, you know, a, a brief, as you probably saw, just a brief backdrop of our backgrounds and, and where we've come from and what we're doing. Um, and that that's really about it. You know, we you know, we, we had a uh, just a goal of of us no longer not us, but our fan our immediate family and generations after no longer being in poverty. Um, and it's branched out to um, not only just our family, but others in our community, and then hopefully, you know, in communities all across the country. So, um, again, I would just encourage people to, you know, whatever's in you, whatever God put in you, whatever your purpose is, um, just go after that. And, and you will very, very quickly see um, that all the right people will, will come to you. Um, there'll be people of like-mindedness and they will definitely push that thing to a place where you, you didn't imagine it, it would ever go. And so just, uh, we thank you um, for hosting us. Uh, we definitely um, appreciate all that that um, this radio program uh, is going to do for us, man. We couldn't be couldn't be any happier. Couldn't be any more thankful. Thank you. Well, Herman, I, I don't know what got you from Los Angeles and Chester, Pennsylvania to Tucson. What forces happened, but you are in the right place at the right time, and we're fortunate that you are here. Absolutely. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that concludes our series with Hermit Harris and Rendicia Fletcher about the Urban Forest Project. I invite you to head over to our website page, lifealongthestreetcar.org, and listen to last week's episode. It was episode number 141 about their backstory and their motivation. It's truly, truly an inspiring story. Well, my name is Tom Heath, and you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. All right, well, we are bringing episode number 142 to a close, but there are a few things I'd like to remind you of and some places I'd like you to check out. 
One is our show page, which is lifealongthestreetcar.org. You can hear past episodes, including last week's introduction of uh, Hermit and Rendicia, their first part of the Urban Forest Project was aired last Sunday. Uh, you can also, in the search function, look for the 4th Avenue Co-op. We, um, you know, they just celebrated their 50th anniversary, and a couple of years ago we did an interview with them. And uh, if you'd like to know more about their story, you can find that on our website page. And while you're on the internet searching for those types of things, head over to downtownradio.org. This is our station's site. And uh, you're going to find the playlists, the, um, or I should say the shows, the DJs, and their bios. Very eclectic mix of music that you're going to hear on Downtown Radio. One of my favorite stations to listen to. I'm sorry, it is my favorite, not one of. It is my favorite station to listen to. I have the app, and uh, what I do is I, I can play that app in my car. So no matter where I am, even if I'm outside of Tucson... I'm getting downtown radio, and we have some extremely knowledgeable DJs. They're all volunteers. They play an eclectic mix of music. And uh, if you're a rock and roll fan, you don't want to tune in Monday through Saturday. If you like alternative styles of music, check out our Sunday lineup. Uh, it is a, uh, a great show. You know, right before us is Ben uh, DJ Bank, the musical bum, with uh, the art of easing. And... Uh, it's a good way to start your Sunday off. As a reminder, we have Ty Logan with Heavy Mental coming up after us, and then we move into some more music for the rest of Sunday. So I hope you uh, are listening and you stay tuned. And um, while you're on that website, look at that donate button. You know, we are a volunteer-run station. I know you think we're so good at this. We must be rolling in the dough. Well, we would like that to be the case uh, we are looking for ways to expand, to improve our quality of shows and programs, and your support is definitely a big part of that. So head over to the website, click the donate button, set something up for a one-time or maybe a reoccurring donation, and show your support for downtown radio for our community, and you're supporting local artists, local music, as well as a lot of mental health resources that uh, stations don't typically promote, but Downtown Radio does. All that information is available on our website. Well, we are in the middle of March, the Ides of March, some would say. And uh, we've got St. Patrick's Day coming up on Wednesday. And uh, we've got some really cool shows for you uh, over the next couple of weeks. We have uh, continuing kind of on this housing theme. We have Susan Kaufman from MEB Management that is managing the Rendezvous Urban Flats. They're going to talk to us about the history of the urban flats, the local ownership that decided to develop on that space right next to One South Church, the tall building in downtown, how they've integrated within the community, and the work that they are doing uh, to uh, support downtown and the region. And then the following week is Ashley LaRusso with Rue Events, and she's going to talk about her newest venture that started in the pandemic stricken 2020 called Blacks Friday, an effort to highlight and focus on the black owned businesses in our area. This movement has taken off, and uh, she is um, surrounding herself with extremely talented and knowledgeable folks that are taking this. Um, uh, this movement to a whole new level and uh, she's announcing a very cool event on the 31st 
So you'll want to tune in next uh, in two weeks, I'm sorry, and listen to that. That'll be here on the 28th, and you'll learn all the details of the event on the 31st, of which I'm going to go to, and I can't wait to tell you all about it. But this is your show. It's a community show. We are we are hyper local. We focus on A Mountain to U Arizona. That's like a three and a half mile stretch of Tucson. So if you know of topics we should be covering, those hidden gems we like to highlight, please reach out to us. Contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. Hit us up on Facebook. You can find us lots of places. So please do um, let us know. And if you have a social media account or you know of someone that does that focuses on Tucson, Share that with us, tag us, post on our page, and we would love to share all the great things that are happening throughout Tucson uh, in this uh, uh, wonderful city in which we live, and we're always looking for those connections. Well, St. Patrick's Day is on a Wednesday, so some of us may celebrate that historic day, uh, and uh, sometimes it involves a little bit of Irish music and some food and beverage. In honor of that, we're going to leave you today with one of my favorite Tucson bands. It's a band I fell in love with when I first moved to Tucson in the 90s. This is The Mollies, and we're going to hear a live version. I wonder if I was at that concert. A live version of Whiskey in the Jar from The Mollies. Well, my name is Tom Heath. It's been a great week for me. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I do hope you uh, tune in next Sunday for more Life along the streetcar.